Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mr. Zach Brownsword back on the show. Back once again. How's it feel to be back? It's Good. fantastic. I was waiting for you to ask. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe he's never going to ask. Maybe my episode didn't do well. Yeah, it's because it was so <laughs> bad. We didn't really get any listeners. No. So today on the Whiskey Noobs podcast, for those who are new, I'm your host, Chris, and we have Zach on the show, uh, who has been on the show before. You were on for Red Breast, right? Yes, I was. Okay. One of my new favorites. Oh, I know, right? How good is that? Actually, <laughs> it's last so good. Last week was Irish whiskey and I was like, Red Breast is just <laughs> unmatched. I tried a few other Irishes. Did you? And nothing in my opinion comes close to it. Yeah, and they have a twenty one year. Ooh. It's really expensive. I was about <laughs> to say, I'm sure it's up there. Yeah, and I wanna I wanna try it really badly. But today we're not trying anything on that caliber, but it should be pretty fun so we'll see how it goes um so yeah i already said your name is zach let's talk about price ranges on whiskey and what what you expect to change when you spend more money on whiskey um i already have my opinions but what what are your opinions on in your experience when you go from you know a ten dollar bottle to a twenty dollar bottle just let's go by tens basically but not specifically just well i think the first thing that disappears for me is the rigidness like it gets smoother that's the first thing you get when you go from like 10 to 20 10 to 30 um and then you get like the complex flavors uh, i don't think you really get like the like if you get like a 40 dollar smoky whiskey a lot of times for me like a large bottle you know it's not good compared to when you're talking like the ones that are the smoky flavors at $80. Right. Cause that's what you like the most is typically your smoky yeah. or like scotches. They're a little syrupy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of your Isla or Island. Scotches. But when you first make the jump from 10 to $30, the smoky is like great. But then you get exposed to like the $80 smoky flavors or like the $100 and you're like, ooh, that $40 one's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's addictive too. Cause it is. like when you start. When you usually, when you start getting like into whiskey, the twenty-five to thirty-dollar range is like where you hang out a lot of the time. Oh yeah, and when you start, I think reaching, I still hang out there. I do too, <laughs> a lot of the time. But once you reach past that too far, it's like now I have to like be careful how often I'm drinking the more expensive stuff because yeah. it's so good. Like, yeah. The other thing is though, if I'm having a cigar, or if I'm eating foods with a lot of flavor, like I almost feel like I don't want the $60 plus bottle because you don't really appreciate the flavor. Like I would much rather go to a $30 bottle after I have a steak. Right. Because it changes the whole flavor. Like if I eat a steak and have, I don't know, Johnny blue, like it doesn't yeah. taste anywhere near what it tastes like if I hadn't eaten in three hours and I drink Johnny. I totally agree. I like like a fresh palate. Like it's gotta yeah. be, it's got to be a special kind of day where it's like I haven't eaten anything heavy. My palate's ready for it. Um, and if you smoke a cigar, which we both enjoy cigars, it completely kills your palate. Yeah, I actually... So we're recording this on the 4th of July, uh, and I actually had a cigar earlier, so I'm like, my reviews may not be totally <laughs> up to par, but we're going we're gonna to try our best. Uh, I try to kind of refresh my palate, so we'll see what happens. Um I agree with you though. Uh, the the sharpness, like it gets a lot smoother. Uh, I think the ratio of alcohol that hits you to flavors that hit you, the flavors get more and the alcohol gets less as you get more expensive. Even I should clarify at the same alcohol by volume. So let's just say eighty proof. Eighty proof that is lower shelf tastes a whole lot more like eighty proof than eighty proof that is like sixty seventy dollars. 
Um, I'm typically not talking about the the Johnny Blues. They're like 250 because those are like in their own. That's like top top shelf, right? You know. Um, I think the other thing is for me. Then when you start to pass like that, getting to the smoother whiskeys, you start to get depth of flavor. Yeah, I think you get depth of flavor before you get length of flavor. I agree. Yeah. So like, you start to get like a real deep flavor. You can start to pick out different notes, vanilla, whether, you know, vanillas, fruits, other things like that, woods, but then like it goes away quick. Yeah. And it'll kind of change while you're drinking it a lot more. Yes. Or at least maybe because we're like humans, we can only focus on like one thing at a time. So you get a lot more where you're like, oh, now this tastes like vanilla. Oh, wait, wait. Now it tastes kind of cinnamony and it changes through mm-hmm. through the review. So that's, I agree with basically everything that you said. That's what I would expect. I've never actually sat down and done what we're about to do. Um, So today what we're going to do is I have a low, low, low shelf whiskey. uh, And then I have a mid shelf whiskey. And they're from the same distillery. So these are both from the Buffalo Trace distillery. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) we're going to be drinking Buffalo Trace as our middle shelf whiskey. And then we're going to be drinking Benchmark 8 as our low shelf whiskey. Now, if you haven't heard of Benchmark 8, it's incredibly inexpensive. I think it's $10 near us. Um, it's like 10 or 12 It might be 12 It might be. It might be. Because um, Redneck Riviera is cheaper. I haven't had Redneck Riviera. What is oh, that? That's another cheap Old one. Old Crow is like, it's the one that I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you do on your early episode? I can't remember now. With like the Rebel show. Yell. Rebel Yell you yeah. did. Redneck Riviera is like right there with that price range. Okay. And it it's another one that's like the complete opposite of smooth but like good flavor yeah for the for 10 you know yeah and so it's like when you're mixing it's like not a big deal at all right rebel i'll actually drink straight but it is where you get a lot of good flavor but man is it it, it's strong it tastes like alcohol and it's only 80 proof but it tastes like alcohol but it's really good for its price range that's why i picked it benchmark eight I don't think I've ever drank straight, so this is going to be new. I have definitely. I haven't even had it mixed. So. Okay, I love it. It's a great mixer. It's one of my favorite mixers. If I find it, it's harder to find because it's Buffalo Trace Distillery. Their stuff is super hard to find. Yeah, you might find one of their bottles once every three months. Yeah, and I absolutely love Buffalo Trace, but sometimes it's not worth it if it's hard to find. It's like if I can find it, I'll buy it. If I can't, I'm not going to stress about it. But I'm excited to see because I've never done this with Benchmark Eight. So we're going to start with that actually. Um, it's another Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, it's straight is in the name, so it's at least two years old, but there's no age statement on the bottle from what I'm aware of. I'm going to look right now. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't <laughs> see any age statement. I'm going to guess it is probably right at the two-year mark. Oh, wait, here we go. Aged at least 36 months in really small text on the neck of the bottle. <laughs> oh, my. Right by where you can recycle it at. That's hilarious. So... Is there anything else that I wouldn't know of or maybe had that they make at the same distillery as Buffalo Trace? Oh, my gosh. They are the ones that are killing it in the bourbon game right now. So, Pappy Van Winkle is I know that, but I haven't had that, which is sad. (sighs) But I got Old Rip Van Winkle, on, which is not as high as Pappy, um, on our honeymoon while we were in Clearwater. It it was awesome. It was so good. (laughs) See, because Buffalo is definitely what I have the most experience with. That's, yes. that's my most consumed whiskey. Yeah. I have 40 empty bottles, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. I love Buffalo. Um, yeah, so they also make uh, George T. Stagg. Uh, they make E.H. Mm. E. Taylor. Oh, I've had E.H. Taylor. Uh, Blanton's, duh. Yeah, they make Oh, Blanton's. yeah, that's right. Uh, they make Weller, uh, Old Charter, 
They make a lot of bourbon creams. So they the list goes on and on. They make a ton of whiskey. So I haven't had anything from them I don't like. Yes. The closest to the one I don't like, which I didn't mention just now, is Eagle Rare. And I like Eagle Rare. Don't get me wrong. Great whiskey. Uh, I thought it was way overhyped. Once I got it, I was like, oh, this is just about like Buffalo. Mm. I actually did a blind tasting. on, And that's the- more expensive too, right? Yes, it's okay. more expensive. I did a blind tasting on the TikTok of... Uh, Eagle Rare versus Buffalo Trace versus Wild Turkey. Uh, it was a recommendation of somebody in the comments, so I was like, yeah, I'll do a blind tasting. Uh, I actually liked the Buffalo more. I would blind. I thought the Buffalo would cost more than the Eagle Rare. Huh. I, I was like, I could tell it was Buffalo because I've drank so much of it, but I was like, this one tastes way better. So let's start with the Benchmark 8. As always, you can see photos of these on uh, the Instagram, or if you're on the email list, you've already gotten photos of them. Uh, if you want to join the email list, you can hear how to do that at the end of the episode. I don't want to keep putting it in here and annoying people, but let's start with Benchmark 8. I'm pretty excited because I know I might be wrong, as we often are with whiskey, but I know what flavors I think Buffalo Trace has. So I'm yeah. interested to see like if it if I can pull any of the notes I out of this price range. Yeah, and like I said, I've never had this unmixed. Like, And when I say unmixed, I mean like I've never even made like a cocktail with it or a, a, a strongly mixed drink with it, so I have no idea what to expect from it. On the nose, it smells way more like alcohol than it most does. whiskeys. It does. I was about to say, you can definitely smell the price. So, in case you haven't guessed, I drink a lot of whiskey. Uh, and usually I can stick my nose right in the Glencairn, like right up to it and be fine. And this is actually burning my nose a little bit. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And I don't want people to think we're bashing this. I think for what it costs, this is a great whiskey, but I just want to be honest so people know what to expect. Right. So it's a much stronger alcohol smell. What Are you, are you getting any notes? I, I Not on the nose. It's, it's harder to pull out. I'm it not going to lie. It, I feel like I almost get... A weak vanilla. Okay. And then I just get hit with the alcohol so hard that I can't pull anything. Yeah. I was going to say like a brown sugar, maybe. Mm, yeah. Um, definitely hard. There's definitely a sweetness. Uh, but let's take let's take a sip and see what happens. I have an opinion, but I want to I hear yours first. I'll say it's not smooth, but it has 10 times better flavor than I expected. Mm-hmm. after smelling like after coming off the nose i would i say i would agree with you on you get a little brown sugar on the nose but it's definitely more vanilla and kind of like a toasted oat to me on the okay. tongue before you get hit with the after burn <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it, it fills your mouth with the burn. Like, yeah. it's not, this is, if you need to introduce somebody to what smooth is. This isn't it. Yeah. But it's not bad. I think for this price range, this is up there within my top two. Is that right? Yeah. So. And I could see why it would be a great mixer. Yeah, I just mixed them up for a second. And I was like, <laughs> why does this taste so good all of a sudden? Okay. So what I was going to say was. I think it has a very generic bourbon taste. I think I can see what you mean with like the brown sugar and things. I think the the toasted, like you said, that is what's shining through for me. And I think it's because when you mix it, you want it to taste like bourbon. Mm-hmm. And it does. It just kind of tastes like bourbon. There's nothing special going on. There's nothing fruity for sure. 
Um, there's nothing, there's definitely a general sweetness, like that vanilla e brown sugary, uh, and definitely like a toasted oak, like that wood. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I would say though, especially now that I've been exposed to the more expensive whiskeys, when I go sub $20 range, I don't know if you can relate to this as much, but I, I go from the things I usually drink are like that toasted oak flavor. And when I go sub $20, it's almost like burnt oak. I could see that, yeah. Because it's not accompanied by as much of the sweetness and the floweriness and all that that you yeah. get with it. That it almost just tastes like toasted. Like <laughs> yeah. like, like toast with no butter on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely had those mixed up for a second. I just poured the Buffalo <laughs> Trace. Because I don't post the full video of this. So people don't know what's going on. I poured the Buffalo Trace and I mixed them up at first. I took a sip and I was like, this got way better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a second sip whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so that was our quick impression of it. Let's let's move on to the Buffalo Trace and give kind of a quicker impression. We're not going to do like a three-part review yet. We'll do that afterward. Um, but let's move to the Buffalo Trace. That's so smooth on the nose. Yeah, smell the Buffalo and then smell the Benchmark. It's like going from something top shelf to rubbing alcohol. It's almost like we're <laughs> going from like middle shelf to bottom shelf. <laughs> it's almost accurate. That's totally it. It has more of a rubbing alcohol smell. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to me, Buffalo still is on the nose to me is top shelf equivalent. Taste is is not. Yeah. It doesn't have the taste of, you know, the complex flavors of something that I get top shelf. But on the nose, it's up there to me with the best. I agree. The nose is excellent on Buffalo Trace. I think the thing that takes away from the palate a little bit is the um, the mouthfeel that it gives you. It still kind of fills your mouth with the fumes. It doesn't really have does. that oily, nice syrupy feel in your mouth. Way more flavor, though. A hundred times more flavor. <laughs> I, I, I mean, instantly get hit with the vanilla, which is what I love about it. Mm-hmm. And these are very similar, actually. I mean, they taste similar. Uh, but the buffalo just tastes like a better version of it. It almost tastes like if you took the benchmark... Or Buffalo Trace. If you took a bottle of Buffalo Trace and you dumped like a third of it out and you filled it back up with like grain alcohol, that's kind of what it tastes like. Mm -hmm. Like just straight like Everclear or like moonshine. Yeah. And the flavor is so short lasting, but you get similar flavors to the Buffalo Trace. Like you can definitely tell they come from the same distillery. Yeah. But the flavor just gets, just runs into a wall so fast. It does. It, uh, it. It tastes like you're looking at a painting, and it's the same painting, but way farther away. So it's like really like there's fog <laughs> in the room, and you're like, it's foggy. I can kind of see it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's a really... that's But, like, that's so accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm big on metaphors. <laughs> we're we're, we're uh, doing a tasting over a podcast, so you got to get creative with how I describe this to people. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, though, okay? the The Benchmark 8... I'm impressed with the fact that I'm able to drink it straight yeah. and not be bopping. This is not a straight price range. No. No, this is for like sure. Especially old crow, with someone that's don't... yeah, especially for people that have drank whiskey. Yeah. So, I'm very impressed that I'm able to drink it straight and not be horribly offended. <laughs> Cuz I even have problems drinking like bottom shelf jack and things like that straight. Yeah, and I'm this not... is to me smoother. I haven't had 
just Jack Daniels. I've had like um I just had Jack Daniels Gold Twenty Seven. Mm. You and I both did. Uh, yeah. But I haven't had bottom shelf like normal Jack in a while, so I don't want to say that it's better than it. But it's definitely way better than anything that I've gotten sub fifteen dollars. Oh, for sure. Other than Rebel Yell, Rebel Yell is like fifteen or sixteen, but it's really good. But I could see the basic flavors that I can pull out of Buffalo Trace, being that they're also in this, makes it the perfect mixer. Exactly. Because when you mix it, like let's say you put it with 7-Up, you're going to taste way less of that alcohol. So then when you mix it, it's a lot better. And that's why like cocktails and stuff, you use a higher shelf because a cocktail you don't have like a bunch of 7-Up in usually. Right. Some people... Some people do. Yeah. I've seen bars where they like call like a cocktail a mixed drink or like a mixed drink they call Mm -hmm. it a cocktail. Like to me, a cocktail is like mostly spirits, whereas a mixed drink is like 7-Up or Fruit Punch, something like that. Uh Something that's bright blue or has candy in it, basically. Yeah, something that looks way better than it tastes. But I will say I'm impressed. Uh, let's go through and do a full review of both of these. We kind of that was that was kind of a, a review, so I don't want to spend too much time going through them. Uh, we talked a lot more about the differences between the two of them. Let's talk about if they like if this was a blind tasting. We're not doing this blind. Uh, let's talk about it. But first. I have a riddle for you. Oh, <laughs> I almost forgot about this. Yeah, I almost did when I was writing the script. I was like, oh, I got to put a riddle in here. <laughs> okay, so here's your riddle for today. This is, a, this is a quick one. It's not very drawn out or lengthy. You might guess it. What starts with T, ends with T, and has T in it? Come back after the break. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't want to get copyright infringement. I better not say that. <laughs> All right, you can mull that over while we're doing a review. Huh. It's so hard to tell how difficult a riddle is when you know the answer. Because it's like every time you know the answer, you're like, this is going to be obvious. Right. It's tough. Okay. Let's do a full review of both of these. It's going to be a quick review. Well, it's like a rapid review of these things, but as if we didn't know what we were drinking. Okay. Even though we do. We're cheating. <laughs> Which one are you starting with here? Benchmark. Okay. I will say, after drinking it for a while, the benchmark smells a lot better. It's not as harsh on the nose. I did get that. I mean, a good whiskey, you can walk right up to it, not having drank it, and smell it, and it smells good. But this, <laughs> after you have the harshness in your mouth for a while, it smells a little bit better. But that'd be the problem with a blind taste test, is going in not knowing the price range. I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't think I'm going to drink this. Yeah. So the nose now... Still kind of harsh. It's hard not to be biased since we just drank so much of it, but still kind of harsh. I think it's a lot sweeter. What are you What are you thinking? It's definitely sweet. Um, it's hard to pinpoint what kind of sweet because of you get overpowered by the alcohol smell. I would definitely say it's a, a sugary, almost like brown sugar, like you said earlier, is probably the best description of it. Yeah. And the more the more you drink it, and the more it hits your nose, you can pull that more and more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it. this is where we're hitting that lack of complexity wall. When I smell it, I get that that brown sugar and maybe vanilla, and that's it. And if I smell it again, I still just smell that. And if I yeah. smell it again, I still just smell that. <laughs> you know, like, just over and over. Whereas another one, you might come back to it and catch something different every mm-hmm. time, which we're probably about to see with the Buffalo Trace. All right, palate. That just, that fills your mouth. Quick. It fills it quick, which it makes it hard to appreciate any of the flavor. Totally agreed. 
I was um, thinking that. I still get vanilla though. Yeah. Um, I don't get any of the complex. Like you, I almost get like a molasses flavor out of Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Which is not the most typical for. No, and you can kind of taste it here. I wasn't even thinking that, and you said it, and I'm like, oh, that's... But it's so short-lived. Oh, yeah. And I think if I had never had Buffalo Trace, and I had this, I wouldn't pinpoint it. But because I had Buffalo Trace, I can, like, it starts to get at you, and then it's like, oh, nope, it's gone. <laughs> total, total transparency. If I didn't drink Buffalo Trace so much, I, it'd be really hard to pull flavors from this. But I'm, yeah. I'm more, since we're having them together, I'm seeing the similarities... There might be other notes in there that I'm not getting, and it's because they're so hard to find. Like, Bryce, if you're listening, <laughs> we are hunting for phantom flavors right now. If anybody remembers that from Bryce's episode, and he's like, oh, we're getting phantom flavors. that Like, we're hunting for those right now. You kind of have to. Yeah, and I'm still not getting anything else. Yeah. Uh, so what Benchmark, if you look it up on their website, they say on the nose you should get caramel and stone fruit. I'm getting neither of those. Maybe Almost a caramel, definitely more of like a brown sugar. It's not bold enough to be caramel to me. I totally agree. And no fruitiness at No, I all. got zero fruit. <laughs> yeah. Now, the palate makes a lot more sense, uh, actually. I, I didn't read this beforehand. I wrote it out to type it like a week ago, and I forgot about all this. But this makes sense. Leather, tobacco, oak, and dried mm. cherries. I get no cherry, no fruitiness at all. The bitterness of like leather or tobacco, I mm-hmm. get oak like i said it, it has that oaky taste uh and then the cherries i don't get but i get the brown sugary molasses that we were talking about um but it is you have to hunt for the flavors way more. a good whiskey presents the flavors yeah and i don't think i could ever get the the cherry no i, I could drink this from now until the day i die and i would never be able to pull the cherry out yeah i don't smell any fruitiness at all <laughs> i'm gonna be totally honest not bad. I think the biggest difference that I've gotten so far, we talked about a few that you might have. Um, Buffalo Trace doesn't have the most eloquent mouthfeel in the world, so I'm not going to say that. But the biggest difference is we have to hunt for the flavors in this. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, we're going to not spend super long on Buffalo Trace because I've already done a review. There's a whole episode about it. But let's let's talk about it and... See how much easier it is to pull all these notes now that we've had the benchmark. It's as easy to pull vanilla to me out of this as putting like vanilla extract in front of your nose. I, I what my metaphor was going to be, it's almost like just walking into a bakery, yeah, and then and smelling alcohol, but in a bakery, yeah, like it's way different. Which it's made way more dramatic by the fact that we're drinking bottom shelf beforehand. <laughs> And and a little bit of carameliness. I get caramel and vanilla, mostly. Yeah. The vanilla hits you, I think, first. And as the vanilla fades, you are left with, like, a very a very distinct caramel. Yeah. Not like a general, kind of like how we said, well, that could be caramely because it's sweet. This, this smells like caramel. Like, yes. Yeah. All right, let's go with the palate. Yeah, so you don't. You don't have to try to taste this one. I could leave this in my mouth forever, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said, Buffalo Trace to me, I love Buffalo Trace. Uh, It doesn't still have that top shelf mouthfeel. It's not a top shelf whiskey. Let's, you know, it's $26 near us, I think. Um, So it's not a top shelf whiskey, but it does have 
a higher shelf palette than what it costs. I agree. And it has the mouthfeel of what it is, but the, the, the taste is a higher shelf taste. And I think this is a perfect whiskey to start getting into pulling flavors because you're not so overwhelmed by the complexity of the mouthfeel of a top shelf. So like you can still actually pull the different flavors out. And the vanilla is so, so distinct in this. Yeah, it's very apparent. Buffalo Trace, the bakery sweet flavors in Buffalo Trace are extremely apparent. And the Buffalo Trace, you do get a little bit of fruitiness in my opinion. But nothing like a fruity bourbon. Mm-hmm. But you still do get some fruit in it. Yeah. I'm going to just agree with you on this, especially since I just had a cigar. But <laughs> I definitely I don't think say, it's a cherry, though. And I obviously, no. I haven't read the flavor notes for this. But yeah. if it's similar to our bottom shelf option here, I, I don't get a cherry. I, I get more of a tropical fruit than a cherry out of it. It might be because it's paired with the vanilla. Right. But I still get more of... I don't know what I could pinpoint it to. I think I remember specifically because I hadn't had it. I'm pretty sure Bryce said pear when we were. See, uh, I could see that. I could see. I'm thinking like a lighter fruit. Like mm-hmm. I don't eat pears, so I have no, I, I have no reference for what that tastes like. Um, but I was going to say I've had like pear flavored stuff and I can see that. Like, yeah. Uh, like I would say almost apple. more tropical to me than a pear, but I could see the pear. Yeah. Like a green light apple, fruit. like a real light green apple that's like real fresh, like light, like not like sour, yeah. but like a light, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the notes from Buffalo Trace, uh, anybody listening's already heard these before, and also the finishes for these are super vague. That's why I haven't been telling you them. Um, for benchmark, it's smooth and calming finish. Okay, cool. <laughs> I wouldn't throw smooth in there, but whatever. <laughs> and then uh, for Buffalo Trace, you got the nose. You have vanilla, mint, and molasses. I remember the mint uh, now that I'm reading it from that episode, yeah. and I don't smell mint. I don't either. I, I think that's pretty wild. Vanilla and molasses. Molasses and caramel is kind of similar. I'd say it's more caramel than molasses. I get more. I would say it's caramel. I think the... I keep forgetting the name. Benchmark. Benchmark, Benchmark is closer to molasses, while this is complex enough to be caramel. I totally agree. But maybe I am completely mistaken on what I think caramel smells like. <laughs> maybe, I'm, hey. maybe I'm mistaken on what I think molasses smells like. My reference for molasses is molasses cookies. I love molasses That's cookies. Same. Yeah, but I don't think it's very molassesy smelling. The palate, it says brown sugar, spice, oak, toffee, dark fruit, and anise. Um, Anna's makes me laugh every time from Bryce's episode. <laughs> Dark fruit. I I I remember this on that episode as well. Totally disagreeing because I don't think dark fruit at all. I think light. Fruit. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that has not changed for me. The spiciness. We didn't mention really any spiciness, but there's a little bit under there. Yeah, there's a little. It's not complex like other things. Right. Maybe like a little bit of like cinnamon taste underneath, but. The brown sugar I can kind of see. I'm going to stick with our vanilla and caramel. And then the finish is long and smooth with serious depth is all that it says. I don't think it's the longest finish ever. Once again, it's a $26 whiskey. Um, not the deepest finish ever either. I got a completely different flavor on that. Did you? Yeah. Ooh. I definitely got hit with molasses and toffee. I haven't really thought about the toffee. Let me take a sip and let me think about that. I've never been hit so hard with the toffee flavor, and it might be because of the the first one we drank. But on that last one... I can totally see it if you... Like, now that I've read it, obviously, that's always... It feels like cheating, but it's not. But (laughs) but (laughs) I can see it, for sure. I could be like, oh, yeah, this has a toffee taste to it. 
Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, think I wouldn't the problem. I have had a lot of people say like other ones that definitely have more of a toffee flavor, and I've had people say there's I don't get toffee out of that, and like I want people to keep in mind toffee itself is not going to taste like a Heath bar. Like you're not going <laughs> to like, I feel like that's what a lot of people look for when you say toffee is they're yeah. like waiting for like chocolate and the toffee flavor. And it's like, that's not right. What toffee it's, in itself is. It's almost just kind of caramely. And, and I, I feel like this has like, like dark is not a flavor, but it tastes like darker caramel <laughs> to yeah, me. That's, that's more accurate than like, but yeah, I definitely feel like a lot of people look for like chocolatey. Cause like yeah, you don't just eat toffee by itself, so or like like, like nuttiness. Because a lot of times toffee will have nuts in it, but that's right. not the toffee flavor. Right, it's not right. the nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that makes sense. So I think that's another issue with this is a lot of people have false perceptions of what things taste like. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's actually another thing. It's another tip that I have. Uh, I think I'm probably going to end up doing a whole episode on it, but this episode's going to take a lot of time to put together because what I want to do is I want to put together a bunch of different common notes the actual things like like oh, maybe a little bit of vanilla extract a little bit of honey and set them all out on the table and smell them before doing the review because that's a big thing is like understanding what these things actually smell and taste like it'll transform from a phantom flavor to a real flavor yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh so yeah i mean my biggest thing i would say is that you don't have to hunt for the flavors in the buffalo trace yeah and they're they hit you very very apparent as soon as it hits your mouth yeah absolutely same with smelling it oh yeah all right so i do have a little bit of a treat here since we're doing the shelves i don't have any super high shelf bourbon right now actually but one of the higher shelf more expensive bourbons that i have right now is actually heaven's door bourbon Ooh, i don't know if you've heard of this uh it's it's a bourbon i believe bob dylan either owns the distillery or takes some kind of part in it. it bob dylan's the original singer of heaven's door um and i've had it before and it is excellent i'm a big fan of it so i'm not gonna do like the whole bio but basically the rundown is uh it's a tennessee bourbon so it's not a kentucky bourbon it's not made from the same distillery at all uh it's an eight-year-old bourbon so it's a little bit older for a bourbon like you can have old bourbons but right. usually bourbons aren't super duper old uh, then on the side, it says, we wanted to create a collection of American whiskeys that, in their own way, tell a story. Bob Dylan. So, apparently he does own this, or is part owner, or something. I don't really know. But, it's an excellent one. It's a little bit higher shelf. I want to say it's between 60 and 70 near us, but I don't remember. Is it pretty common to find? At least from yes. what you would think. It's very easy to find. I see it pretty much every liquor store I go to. See, because I feel like a lot, like, you either have one or the other. Like, I don't know what kind of connections they have with distribution. But I feel like a lot of celebrity sponsored liquor is either everywhere or almost nowhere. I feel like most of the time when a whiskey is nowhere, it's totally on purpose. Think about the hype that Buffalo Trace gets. And it's right. a $26 bourbon. Yeah, but like I, I've been trying to get Jason Aldean's and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. The Wolf Moon bourbon? Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, and I haven't anywhere. seen it anywhere. Okay, so <laughs> we just smelled the Heaven's Door. Way, way different. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let I'll let you take the wheel here. I get a spice initially. Yeah. M- much, much more spice than I do with Buffalo Trace. Um, I don't get the usual sugary note that I get from like a Kentucky bourbon. 
Like okay. most of them I get either like a molasses or a brown sugar or a caramel, but I don't get that distinct off of this. Yeah. It's very easy on the nose though. Yes. Like extremely easy. Like you smell the flavors before you smell the alcohol. Yeah. Um, I actually... Like I've it never... takes effort to smell the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be like, the notes hit you and then if you move a little closer then it's like, oh, there's the alcohol. Uh, I haven't sat down and done a full review of this yet. So this is this is another one that's just, just happening as we're sitting here. And I think you hit it out of the park. Uh, this does not have the caramel. Most bourbons, when I smell them, I smell caramel. Uh, or vanilla, but usually caramel. But usually it's one of the two. Right. This does not smell like that. And I actually have a very specific smell that I'm getting. It smells to me like if you did like... I don't know what the exact thing is that I'm thinking of because I know the thing that I'm thinking of is not a baked good that anybody makes. But what it smells like <laughs> is you took a bunch of spices like cinnamon and maybe a little like like mulling spices mm-hmm. and you were like uh, candying cherries on a stove is what it smells like. I know that's super specific, but that's kind of what it smells like to me. It smells like cinnamon covered cherries with maybe other baking spices in there. I do. And, you know, for Buffalo Trace supposedly having dark fruit was that did that one yes it said cherries and stuff yeah uh this definitely is dark fruit (laughs) yes this is actually dark fruit agreed for sure maybe a little bit of plum in there or something Mm -hmm. yeah i'm I'm actually impressed by that because that's a very different nose i usually my favorites are ones that are wild like angel's envy like tastes super different i love that i love when it tastes weird for its category okay I don't have the actual official notes from this, but let's take a taste. I have a pretty solidified opinion, but I'll let you go. Wow. It's so smooth on the tongue. Mm-hmm. And then you swallow it, and it almost gives you like the burn that it's not smooth, and then it's gone instantly because it's not like a, you think it's a burn, but it's like the spice. And then you're just overwhelmed by the fruit. We are we're we're in line today. <laughs> I was literally gonna say that about the spice mixing with the burn, which it probably is a little bit of alcohol burn. Right. But they do a great job of covering it with like a ginger and cinnamon flavor. Yeah, ginger for sure. Yeah. That is really well done. So I think I think it's more cinnamon on the nose than it is on the palate. Agreed. More ginger on the palate. But I still do get a cinnamon that kind of fades into the fruit. Yeah. And you totally, I mean, you took it right out of my mouth when you said it. it's harsh for a second and then goes away. Mm-hmm. And then the finish on this is great. I mean, it sticks around with you and changes. I think you get kind of punched in the face with the spices, which maybe they could smooth that out a little bit. It might be a little bit harsh. Unless that's exactly what they're going for. Maybe. Yeah, unless that's what you want. It's, it's unique. Yes. Definitely unique. Totally. And as those spices kind of fade away... You get more of those dark fruits, and it kind of deepens in, like, I don't think I've ever said this about a bourbon, almost like a cocoa, like maybe a little bit. I could see that. Along with the bitterness of cocoa, like not like milk chocolate, but right. like a cocoa. I'm going to try this again. I was kind of impressed just I now. almost don't need to try it again, which is the crazy part, because the flavor still <laughs> sticks around. It's a long finish, yeah. Which is what I was talking about earlier with the price ranges, is you get depth at the 30 to 50 dollar but above that you actually get length with the depth right 
I'm blown away by how... This is great. Yeah, this is a different bourbon. This does not taste like a bourbon if you're in Yeah, bourbon. this is not what I would look for if I just sat down and wanted to have my usual bourbon. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a unique one that would be good. I think this one would be good with a cigar, too, which is... Because like, it punches you a little bit. Because it punches you enough to like get past the fact that your palate's kind of like deadened. Yeah. <laughs> if you're having a cigar and you want to appreciate the cigar, don't drink this. But if you're having mm-hmm. a cigar and you want it to complement the whiskey, this is a good whiskey for it. For sure. I this would be good around like the holidays. This has like a like a holiday spice taste. It does. To it. it has like a Christmas kind of Yeah. Like I could see this sitting next to the eggnog on the table. For sure. Oh, (laughs) that'd be good in some eggnog, dude. Holy cow. We're trying that. Oh, yes, we are. Christmas special coming your way. (laughs) Christmas in July. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) Yeah. So like it's so long. Mm. You almost don't want to take another sip Mm -hmm. because you don't need to. Yeah. I mean, you can sit and appreciate this for for a hot second. I do think after you swallow, this is on the finish. This is not while it's in your mouth. On the finish, it might just be the fruit and the spices leaving your palate, but I do get almost a cocoa. It's weird. I've never gotten like cocoa from I'm getting it now that you've said it and I'm looking for it. I I just had like a, I don't know what this is kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It kind of... That's about the most accurate way I could describe it. Yeah, and maybe it's just because I'm getting stuck on this cocoa thing, but... It kind of has, the way I originally felt it was, it was almost like, it just kind of deepens all of a sudden. It gets like like heavier, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of attributing that to cocoa, but I'm like super impressed right now. I'm going to look look up their official flavor notes. I didn't put them in for the episode. I wasn't going to, but I'm pretty blown away by this. I will say. And I was expecting being a celebrity whiskey that like maybe it's overpriced. Right. You know, it's going to have the complexity of Buffalo Trace still at double the price, but no. Right. Now, if I had to say it was overpriced, my reasoning would be the uh, the mouthfeel still. None of the ones we've had today have been very oily, very... They've all gotten a little bit dry on your palate. Yeah, they but do. some people like that. Yeah, but at this price range, I feel like that's not typical. Agreed. And I don't know, I don't know if there's many people that look for that at this price range. That yeah. dry. You typically don't want it to dry you out if you're if you're in this price range. I'm having some serious trouble with their website right now. Uh, you can't see. <laughs> I feel like uh, the tablet is smarter than me right now. You can't see. There we go. Their list of countries you had to put in for like making sure you're old enough. Uh, right. You couldn't see the name of the country until you clicked on it. So I'm clicking on it. And they have like every country on the globe on here. Ecuador, Afghanistan. Now we're here. <laughs> um, yeah, I hit United Kingdom like four times trying to get United <laughs> States. Uh, let's dude okay this is something i did not know they made and it is at the absolute top of my list to find right now i just got to the front page of their website they make a heaven's door master blenders edition so bourbon has to be finished in white oak cask or mm-hmm. white oak barrels so it's not technically a bourbon they took their bourbon and they finished it in red breast casks actual red breast irish whiskey See now my interest is peaked. I am super <laughs> peaked right now. I didn't it's a new release. I've got to find this. Oh my gosh, I just lost and my mind. You just got me bit. addicted to Redbreast not that I long know. ago. <laughs> oh, I am damaging your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Heaven's Door Straight Tennessee Whiskey, Tennessee Bourbon. Starts with a nose of baked Okay. We are 
way different. Oh, wait. This is six years. Mine's eight years. This might be different. Hold on. But if we're way different, <laughs> we're probably still way different on the eight year. That's a good point. This is pretty different than what I'm tasting, except for the finish. So, okay. Well, I'm just going to walk through it here. It says it starts with a nose of baked bread, buttered popcorn, and dried fruit. I didn't get any butteriness. The baking, I did say bakery, but it's more spicy to me than that. But that might be... Well, no. that's It's definitely spicy. It's spicy. But it's... I can see the dried fruit within the spicy. spicy. <laughs> I had to. Yes. I can see the dried fruit in the spiciness. Dried fruit, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but and the, the bakery kind of thing. Yeah. And they don't have... They just have notes, and then they have finish. So I'm assuming the palate is like in between there, is what they're kind of saying. Now, the finish totally agreed with so they said it's a finish uh, a smooth and lasting finish for sure of caramel cinnamon and nutmeg oh 100 took it right out of my mouth i mean that's yes absolutely this is cool because it's different that's why i like it right now a lot different i'm pretty blown away because here's what i'll say a lot of times when you pull a note out it's kind of like oh this tastes generally like caramel this tastes like it has spices mixed into it. Yeah. And it doesn't because it's a bourbon. This is like something your grandma would make at the holidays. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they did a great job nailing down the flavors of this. It does say um, in the description, so they have notes and they have like a long paragraph. Um, it does say a flavor profile, vanilla and baking spices layered over a bed of toasted oak. Uh I don't get a ton of vanilla. The baking spices, without a doubt. 110%. The toasted oak, yeah. Anytime I drink a bourbon, I always forget to say, like, wood. Because, because it's, it's just a given. It's just in there. Right. Yeah, most of the time. Um, but definitely a little bit of toasted But this is oak. one of the first ones I've had that has enough spice to overpower the wood. Yes. And the vanilla and the caramel. Yeah. And that's what makes it so unique is, like, it's not, like, the toasted oak kentucky bourbon to me yeah exactly i couldn't agree more i I, if you're in the mood for not scotch and not irish whiskey so you're kind of or like not canadian whiskey you're in the mood for almost bourbon but not bourbon this is what i would grab right away (laughs) it sounds so specific but like that couldn't be more accurate yeah because sometimes you're like well i really don't want irish really don't want scotch maybe you know uh bourbon okay but it's so sweet sometimes you always want scotch yeah, <laughs> you always want scotch. I like scotch, though. Uh, yeah, so continuing on, uh, you do have a riddle. I do. I and think you... I have it, possibly. Do you? Okay. Teapot. Teapot. That's it. I was gonna. I was thinking tea kettle, because oh. I would never say teapot. Yeah. And so from the minute you said it, I'm thinking tea kettle. That's the only thing that starts with tea and has tea inside of it. Right. And I'm like, but that doesn't end in T. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, the whole time I was sitting there, like, it's like, oh my God, what else could it be? I was like, you're not going to put T. It's not going to be cup. <laughs> <laughs> tea cup. Yeah. And so I was just like, and it came to me within as we were drinking the last one. Nice. Whiskey, it's good for thinking, man. It is. Because I was like, oh, he's going to hit me with the riddle again. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I got to think. I got to think. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I would have probably, just, if I if all I came up with was kettle, I probably would have just been like, I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. that would have just sounded like I'm an idiot. Um. Okay. What I do want to say, though. So, because you're a little bit more experienced with the whiskey than some of the people that I have on here. I feel comfortable asking you your opinion uh it, before today and after today what's changed whatever about spending more money on whiskey w- what can you kind of expect 
spending more, spending less. So I will say one thing that surprised me and I changed opinion on is usually I spend more money to get to the oily taste. Mm-hmm. You know, the smoothness that lasts doesn't dry your tongue out, doesn't dry your mouth out. But now this made me think that even within the same categories, there's more unique whiskeys at the higher price range not just the smoother ones right yeah you can get some variety and i think that's kind of because at the lower price range they just want to try to taste like that category like right they know that they're not gonna do anything special and blow people away so like i just want to try to taste like a bourbon right <laughs> like a bad but bourbon. like a lot of times i feel like if you get a top shelf jack it tastes like the same notes as jack smoother Buffalo Trace, smoother. Eagle should have been smoother, but... <laughs> yeah, Eagle was a disappointment. It was almost exactly the same as Buffalo Trace, which I think is what made it a disappointment. I'll, I'll might end up having an episode with it. It's so hard to get. I'm trying to avoid these hard-to-get ones, but I couldn't avoid Buffalo Trace because I love it so much. Uh, yeah. The best thing sub-$30 there is, in my opinion. Is Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace? Oh, yeah. Dude. Buffalo Trace, if it was not hard to find, would be my daily. Like it'd be like my take it to a party. Yeah. Not, I don't actually drink daily, but <laughs> but the most common thing I drink is Four Roses, purely because of how hard it is to get Buffalo Trace. Four Roses is another really good one. Yeah. I have a Four Roses single barrel down there. I think right now that is a really good one. I got to show. Well, if you want to see what my whiskey collection looks like, I actually have. Uh, there's a TikTok, and you can see how all, all the whiskey I have right now. Um, I'm not like super impressive, but I think I got like 30 bottles right now. It looks so. like a bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. I eventually would like to have an incredibly impressive amount, but we're not there yet. Um, I think it's important to keep in mind that you get more variety, the more expensive you get because the distilleries have the money to go out on a limb and try some weird stuff. And that helps. And that was definitely some weird, yeah. good, weird, but weird stuff. Really good. Weird. Like yeah. eggnog. I'm going to try that for sure. Yeah. Uh, or like a like a rum chata. Uh, we're Ooh. getting carried yeah. away here, but that that <laughs> <laughs> um, that's totally. I agree. I think the uh, ratio of burn to flavors gets a lot better the more that you get to yeah. the higher end. Um, you can get the oily mouthfeel. It's a lot harder with bourbons. I've noticed scotches and Irish. I get a lot more of the oil from, and maybe that's because of the barley. I don't know. One thing I will say after today is don't be afraid to explore different mixers. Yeah. Because I've been using the same mixer for probably three years. And now that changed. That definitely changed my view on that. That's a great point. I didn't even think to say that. But yeah, like not every bottom shelf whiskey tastes the same. Yeah. What we'll have to do next is compare this to like Old Crow or something. Yeah. 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 Or Redneck Riviera. Redneck Riviera. <laughs> get some Rebel. I got a friend that's a farmer from where I went to college, and he would always have a bottle in his back pocket of Redneck Riviera. Oh, my god! And so I bought it one time, and I was just like, this is actually not bad for 12 bucks." That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Another one I like uh, for cheaper is Ezra Brooks. I've had that. That's good. I'm pretty sure it's the same distiller as Rebel, if I'm not mistaken. They're both Lux Row, I believe. Uh, that's another really good one, too, for mixing, so... Not all mixers are the same. Explore your bottom shelves. Don't think just because you're in the hobby of whiskey, you're too good for bottom shelf. Right. Everybody's got at least a couple bottom shelves in their collection. I mean, they're they're great for mixing. Yeah, I put them inside of the cabinet 
not on display on the cabinet, yeah. but they're in there. See, I put my bottom shelves on display, and my top shelves are hidden. Because <laughs> I don't want somebody saying, I want that. No, you don't. <laughs> I live so far away from everybody that it's just... That's a good point. <laughs> they don't come over enough to drain my bottle. Yeah, yeah. Zach had to take three airplanes to train in the donkey to get here, actually. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> after um, i saddled the horses up and crossed the river er, yeah with no bridge a very distant land known as cleveland <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right cool well thanks for coming on again uh you guys will be hearing more zach uh because like i said he's he's big into the hobby just like i am so it's it, it's helpful for when we're trying to do something like this. future like, scotch episode coming your way future scott yeah we'll have to get some of that talisker maybe some lagavulin something like that yeah okay cool well i think we pretty much covered the difference between the shelves with these specific whiskeys keep in mind heaven's door is a totally different distiller it's got different flavor notes um but i i just want to stress and that you know bottom shelf great for mixing um i wouldn't i wouldn't drink benchmark eight straight i'll throw that out there yeah not by choice. Not, yeah. Not unless it was the only thing I had on, like, an island and I wanted to drink bourbon. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's a great mixer. I'm not bashing it at all. It's excellent for what it is, and they don't make it to be a neat drinker, you know? Right. So, great for what it is, though. But that's kind of what you can expect between the shelves, because I know that's something that I always didn't really know. I'm like, is it, am, I, am I just buying it for the hype? There's a distinct difference it's a spectrum. But like I said on the first episode that I was on and other people and you have said, don't make the jump super early just because no. of our opinions here. Like if you're currently drinking in the $20 range, don't hear what we think of the $60 whiskey and think like, I'm going to buy that and love it. I couldn't agree more. I'm glad you threw that disclaimer in there. Cause I didn't even think to say that. Like it's a slow progression. Yes. Don't think that jumping to something more expensive is going to make you like whiskey. If you can't like a middle shelf, you're not going to like a top shelf. You've got to work your way into it, which is kind of the point of the whole the whole show. <laughs> right. If you haven't started from the beginning, go back and listen to the first few episodes. There's a lot of great tips for how to get into drinking whiskey if you don't like the taste currently. All right, cool. Well, once again, thanks for coming on, Zach. Guys, don't be afraid. Hopefully you're on the email list and you tried both of these with us. But if you weren't and you just didn't have the whiskeys in time, couldn't find the Buffalo Trace, don't be afraid to try a few different shelves side by side and see what the differences are to you. Shoot me some messages and let me know what you think. But uh, that is all we've got for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, make sure to help spread the word by introducing friends, coworkers, or anyone that you think would be interested. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming platform, rate the show, review the show, and follow on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs to stay up to date. If you want, you can join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com. You'll then be updated every month on what whiskeys I'll be drinking on the show so you can drink right along with me and review it as we go. Thanks again for listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Learn to drink, drink to learn. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.